I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills and talents... That's not what it, the line is, but it's fair. Skills, intelligence, and prettiness race against time to prevent a war. I am Jenna Steber, and I play Astra Blep, a fey-addled half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit resort spa paladin, eager to help and flex. Caitlin Stadahar, playing Patty Hertz, a ratfolk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and for cheese. I'm Paul Lukemeyer. I play Zelf, who is an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we're, of course, led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Oh, oh, great. Nice. I love that. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of you are hanging out in the Thieves' Guild. Time keeps passing and passing, and Patty Hertz is not appearing. No one is acting suspiciously in any way, but it does seem like they are purposely perhaps wasting your time. No one has talked to you at all. I think Astra, who is not a patient person, is going to eventually be like, oh boy, um, gosh, I, you know, I almost hate to ask, but do you guys have a little girl's room I could sneak around to? Not sneak, <laughs> j- could you just point me to it and I'll walk there normally? One of them is like, yeah, you could follow me. You don't want to just wander around back here. There's a whole bunch of traps. <laughs> and so he <laughs> opens the door here and motions you to follow him. Great. Love it. Jenna, I... Didn't make a bathroom for this place, so we are going to <laughs> what? be in the Justin. corner. <laughs> right here to the left is the actual bathroom where they would normally be in this empty space here. Does it seem like this guy's gonna leave me to my business, so to speak? <laughs> He's gonna like just hang outside the door. He's giving you some space, but <laughs> oh god, I wish I had a garage. You know, the things that you wish you'd added in your characters. So it's pretty obvious that Astra is trying to get up to something. So Zelf wants to also distract <laughs> this guy. Zelf wants to flatter him. 
He's got to flag the guy over. Hey, good looking. Never tell you you're good at guarding things. <laughs> you look like you've been down here in the Thieves Guild for a while. Uh-huh. For about a year at this point. Do you know any knife tricks? <laughs> yeah, this guy's like, I'm not very good with a knife. I'm more of a, a bow and arrow guy, but uh, a couple of the guys know some really cool knife tricks. Oh, do you? I happen to be a knife aficionado myself for different reasons. <laughs> and he just wants to waste his time. Let's call uh let's call Terry back here. <laughs> so he, he screams for like Terry to come from the room that you were just in, uh, and he comes out. This guy does like knives and daggers, and so the three of you start looking at weapons. And... Oh, yeah, Zelf has like paring knives, filleting knives, <laughs> bowing knives, carving knives. Excellent. Yeah, they're pretty caught up in the conversation. Astra, if you want, you can attempt to make some sort of stealth check if you are trying to sneak away. I do. First, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. I have this appropriately named in my inventory Narc Wand that we took off Castian in the dungeon. (laughs) So it casts a spell Whispering Wind, but hypothetically, I can direct it anywhere, or do I know for a fact that it goes straight to Castian? (laughs) Fucking Castian only wand. (laughs) (laughs) So the Narc Wand is a little special in that you can always send a message to Castian, regardless of where he is. However, you can also use it as just a normal wand of whispering wind. Okay, cool. So it's not a Castian specific. It's not <laughs> right. his, so his childhood wand of narking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if actually if this is actually going to be useful. <laughs> I can use it reach out to Patty, but I don't think she can use it to reach out to us. Yes, it's one way, and it normally also only allows you to send a message to a specific location, not a specific person. The uh, problem is I also have a bird feather token, but that is likewise useful in sending messages, but not in receiving them. Uh, and I don't think I have any spells. Yeah, I guess it's sneak a clock. Hey, you know who's really good at sneaking and who's not really good at sneaking? <laughs> Patty and Astra, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> So let me go ahead and roll this bone. Oh, mama got a 19. So that makes it a 20 total. Beautiful. Yeah. Where are you trying to get to? Boy, a great question. Uh, First of all, away from them. That's number one. Okay. Wherever their backs are turned to, I want to go. And then the first door that I reach, I want to try. Okay. Make a perception check before you open it, Astra. Uh-oh. Seems like a bad sign. Oh, that's right. This place is trapped. Oh, um, that's a 12. That'll probably do it, though, right, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just rolled so many dice. Oh, oh, a God. trip mine explodes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. You can make a reflex save to escape that. God, yeah. God, remember when the worst thing that happened to us was getting stuck in vines? <laughs> okay, I, that's a 18, Justin. Nice, and I think it's better because I didn't take off that unlucky aura uh, from earlier. So you rolled a 21, and you have that damage. So you take 13 damage. <laughs> However, as the mine explodes and you dodge just in time to get a little bit singed, it echoes through the halls (laughs) the two thieves guild thugs that you were talking to zelf they turn immediately the sharpshooter is like i told her not to wander around here it's trapped he runs off (laughs) to be fair he did say that (laughs) you were warned (laughs) thieves guild members start funneling into the hall from random doors filling the already cramped space and surrounding you eventually a hooded gnome enters 
He's <laughs> clearly not dressed for combat. He pulls his hood down and reveals a beady little eyes and a goatee. He's like, I told you guys not to let those shadow and kids wander around here. They're like, oh, sorry, Zalvit. Sorry, Zalvit. Yeah, what the hell? It's like, the Winter Guard will be here any minute to pick them up. Oh, hey, whoa. We just need to keep them in one spot until they're here. Is that so difficult? Do we all hear that? You don't, Johnny, but you do hear an explosion. (laughs) Uh, I think Zalf is definitely going to feign concern, some of which might be real concern. And he's going to run after the sniper. In kind of the lounge area that you guys were brought to to wait in for Patty, Johnny is the only one that remains in this room, and he's there <laughs> with a Thieves Guild thug and one of the snipers. He has been alerted to something going on in the other room as he hears the explosion echo through the corridors <laughs> oh of this maze-like headquarters. The Thieves Guild thug that is nearby, he is going to open the door into this corridor and join the others. You will get an attack of opportunity, Johnny, if you are wanting to be aggressive uh, at this point. I don't think I realize that Thieves Guild is against me. Okay. Because yeah. Johnny's just like, whoa, is something wrong? Here, let me come help. And he'll draw his sword to go run out and help out the, the Thieves Guild. See, this is why Astra says we're still just roommates, because if you were friends with Astra, you would know this was something that she did. Oh, this is the signal, huh? <laughs> are we actually in combat with the Thieves Guild, or? I mean, are you going to go peacefully, bud? It worked the first time, didn't it? No, it didn't. It put us in a way worse position. Oh, well, then no. (laughs) In fact, I'm going to take this opportunity to say that Astra was right this whole time. And this is a terrible idea. The one straight ahead of you, Astra, holds up a crossbow and points it at you and just demands you to step forward and don't try anything funny. Oh, no. Don't they know she's a comedian? I know exactly, Andrew. I'm like, how do these people know me better than Johnny does? (laughs) 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 But boy, are there a lot of these thugs and that does make me nervous, especially because our heavy hitter is not here. So Astra is going to put her hands up and step forward and say, gosh, uh, you know, I was you're out of toilet paper and I was just trying to find your linen closet <laughs> to refill you. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing to have a bathroom that doesn't have like stockpiles, if you know what I mean. So this has all just been a big misunderstanding. <laughs> you want to roll for bluff, Jenna? <laughs> I would love to roll for bluff, Justin. <laughs> oh, I'm so good at bluff. Let me see. Oh, oh that's a 27. Oh, wow. Get wrecked, Justin. Nice. So all these people, yeah. all they care about is what Zalvit wants, the, the leader of the Thieves Guild. So I'm going to roll sense motive for him alone, and his <laughs> result will be what everybody takes. No one is going to go against what he says. Love Zalvit it. knows how bad the toilet paper situation is because he created it. <laughs> Gnomes like elves also don't poop, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just everybody who works here. Nobody is buying their own toilet paper. They're all just taking it out of the bathroom. Of course. He, he knows. They all know it. Yeah. Zalvit believes you. Yeah. He says, well, I hate to see that there was such a misunderstanding. I will make sure that somebody <laughs> takes care of you. But I think now we'll move into the back and find different accommodations for you until the Winter Guard arrive. 
And so he points you through the doorway where the two thugs came through uh, and tells you to head in that direction. So for the record, he just admitted that he's delivering us to our enemies and he is now strong arming us, right? Yes. Deeper and deeper into the guts of the thieves (laughs) guild. Yeah. What a day. Right where you want him. (laughs) (laughs) okay at this moment astra more than anything wants to regroup with this knowledge especially with johnny her big beef meat shield (laughs) (laughs) so are you sure that was like a normal explosion (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna like not immediately follow them but like try to stall moving forward like she's like dusting the explosive gunpowder off her face and her hands and her jacket as she waits for herself and hopefully johnny to catch up yeah the guild member who was in the room with you at first johnny he steps back and he says hey big guy come this way Zelvet wants to talk to you what all right i'm here to help Johnny probably has no idea who Zelda is and probably still thinks this has to do with the big explosion. And I'm going to move on out the door, ready to help. Hey, Johnny, come over here. We're grouping up. You know, I hate to split the party. (laughs) There's one thing you guys hate. It's splitting up. (laughs) Hey, guys, since we're all here, like, you guys all seem like you'd know. Like, what was that explosion? It's extraordinarily unimportant, Johnny, (laughs) I have to tell you. They're going to deliver us to the Winter Guard. And I don't know what to do about that. Should we fight our way out? And I say that knowing the last time I asked you to fight our way out, you just said, hey, let's go hang out with these guys. And now we're here. (laughs) Bro, you're delivering us to the Winter Guard? That's not cool. I'm going to try and use a diplomacy check to convince Salbit that handing us over to the Winter Guard is a bad idea. Okay. Um, I like that. And I'll be like, bro, I'm much older than I look, and the Winter Guard are not to be trusted. Um, and I'll make a diplomacy check. Can I do something to help this? Yeah, you can aid another. You can make a diplomacy check and add bonus to his role. You just got to trust me, dude. We're here to help. We're here on like a mission to like help all you people in New Haven right now because the Winter Guard are seriously bad news. I rolled an 18 for a total nice. of 26. Ow, ow. Oh, oh, you beautiful. don't need my help. Never mind. You did a great job. Astra stands by and is supportive. <laughs> <laughs> Zalvit is this ugly little gnome. He wears a similar outfit to the rest of the guild but his is a bit more formal less combat ready you can tell he's out of shape he's not really you know the man <laughs> on the ground uh he's, he's more uh, for this shit. yeah the brains <laughs> of the operation he smiles at you kind of like punches you lightly in the shoulder and says johnny i like the cut of your jib man <laughs> well, i've been working on my jibs how does he reach his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> Paul's asking the important questions here. <laughs> he just bumps his elbow. Just, you don't have to tell me that the Winter Guard can't be trusted. I know that. I'm I'm a businessman first, though. Out of his pocket, he takes out this piece of paper that he has rolled up, and he, he unrolls it. And you can see that it's an official document from the Winter Guard, and it's got, like, erosion stationery and things like that. You see two sketches very big on it. One is of Glorahan. And one is of Pearl, the kind of strange, awkward girl who is kind of obsessed yeah. with Patty. Pearl is going to be so <laughs> disappointed when Patty inevitably blows up in the next 10 minutes. 
<laughs> At the top, it says reward 20,000 gold, dead or alive. Ooh. What the Whoa. fuck? It's a lot of gold. Bring proof to Captain Iron Eye at the South Docks, <gasps> and you'll be rewarded. It's a pirate name. And Zelvin says, you know, I know that you're not either of these people, but I'm sure that the Winter Guard can get their location out of you. And I'm sure, you know, that's not going to be nothing for us if we turn you over. You understand? (laughs) Actually, it will be, bro. If there's one thing that the Winter Guard definitely rewards properly, it's treachery. And I'm afraid that, like, if you just turn people over like this, they'll see you as a worm and they'll crush you. So, like, I really don't think it's a good idea to deal with them. Really, I think, honestly, you're right. I'm not Pearl, and I'm not Glorhen, but I know those dudes, and they're both super solid. And I think that, honestly, the best business option you can make, like, as an entrepreneur who's, like, always looking to explore new opportunities would be to, like, work with us and work with them. Because clearly, you can see, like, they're worth a lot of money, but, like... At this point, you're going to have to talk to my friend Astra because she's much better at, like, these sorts of deals than I am. I just want to tell you that, like, Iron Eye would probably shank you in the alley. Like, Listen, I got it from here, buddy. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to saddle up to Zalva and I'm going to say, that's a lot of money, huh? You think you're going to get that much for some chumps like us? <laughs> you're a shrewd businessman, I can see it. Let me make you a counteroffer. We could get pretty close to Pearl and Glorhan if we were allowed to do so. And we could make this whole trial a lot easier for you. Maybe we uh, split the gold? And uh, we go and bring Glorhan and Pearl back to you. And uh, this is a situation in which uh, every party here wins. What do you think about that? Hmm. Do you want me to make a roll for this? Yeah. Why don't you make a, a diplomacy check as well? Yes. Another thing I'm shockingly good at. That's a 23. That's not bad. Great. He looks you over and he sees a kindred spirit in you, Astra. <laughs> a scumbag, just like me. You know what? I think that we can make a deal, Astra. I'm not just going to let you wander out of here alone, of course. Uh, of I'll have course. to send one of my men with you. Sure. Let's talk about the money. How, what kind of split are you thinking? I'm thinking like 60-40 us since we're going to be doing the hard bit. Hmm. If you think you can get both of them, I, I would be willing to make that deal with you. Well, this sounds like a surprisingly beneficial twist to this story. She's going (laughs) to offer her hand to shake. He reaches out and shakes it. He says, let me introduce you to an associate of mine. Tommy Emberize, and he he leads you into kind of like a dorm area, and you see that there is an Ifrit, the one that you saw earlier in the ambush party, the kind of ninja one who's shirtless with like all the tattoos covering him. Wait, is he shirtless but still wearing a mask? Yeah, he does have a mask. (laughs) He says, now, you should know, Tommy, he's not big on talking. I'm not even sure if he can talk. Uh, He's a quiet guy. (laughs) Unable to talk. Oh, I love that in a man. (laughs) He's good to have in a fight. God, thank God. Okay. (laughs) Tommy Ember Eyes. Oh, my God. I have a question, Justin. Are all Ifrits going to be named like this because Johnny is named Johnny? (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Incredible. Okay. I can't wait till we like come across historically important ifrits in like history. Yeah. It's like Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Louie. As you guys are kind of wrapping up, I'm going to just uh, see things through with Patty here. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Why would you say it like that? I, know. I didn't say it this last game, but... I am extraordinarily nervous for Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Patty, you are thrust back into the sunlight on the surface as you and Bruler exit the black market. Towering over you is a humongous golden statue, very reminiscent in size and overall effect of the Statue of Liberty. You (laughs) know that New Haven is split into three approximately equal sections by large canals that run from the ocean to the center of the island and that they meet here at this statue. Ruler leads you down back alleys and side streets away from any patrolling winter guard soldiers until you reach the potion shop, which is just one of several shops located here at the edge of the water. I'm trying to decide what I want to do here. Part of me wants to to kind of go along with it, see if I could get to an area where maybe I could find someone to help me. Part of me wants to just turn around and start beating the shit out of Bruler right now. (laughs) Could I subtly take a little bit closer look at the explosive jacket that I am wearing? Absolutely. Make a perception check. Justin, Justin, is it a bomber jacket? (laughs) I swear to God, I made an item and it's called bomber jacket. Oh my God, I love it so much. Thank you. Okay, so I'm taking a perception check. Oh, God, I'm such an idiot. I have a 14. (laughs) What I'm interested in trying to find out is if I were to turn around and beat the shit out of Bruler, (laughs) will I then be left unable to remove the jacket on my own is my thought. Am I? Is it like a bank robber with a bomb locked around their neck kind of situation? you are able to see that it has a belted waist, which is holding the explosive against you, and attached at your side with a keyed lock. Ah, well, shit. Okay. All right. Well, what kind of shops are around me as I'm getting ready to take my final steps into the potion (laughs) shop? This is kind of like a row of magic-y type of shops. So you've got a potion shop, a wand shop, there's an oddity shop called Skeptics Haven. There's like scrolls shop, Iris Scroll. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. Do I want to like start some shit out here in the street <laughs> in the hopes of garnering some attention from somebody? Mm. Do I want to try to sweet talk Bruler into buying me a present at one of these shops if I'm going <sighs> to blow people up for him? Well, I mean, he's going to blow Patty up too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like. Is this a farewell present? <laughs> he's clearly gotten over me at this point. <laughs> my phone my and Wiles are not going <laughs> to get me far. So, like, how can he make you do it? Like, if his threat's to kill you, right? Right. But he's going to kill you anyway. He's got no leverage to make you go do that thing you don't want to exactly. do. You just have to stay near him. I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take every ounce of strength in my little rat body and I'm just going to tackle him. Yeah, <laughs> hell awesome. yeah. 
when a girl's in trouble, <laughs> there's only one thing she could do, and that's to yeah. pull out her magical machete yeah. and get to hacking. So that's Excellent. what I would like to do, is I would like to hit her with my machete as hard as I can. Oh, awesome. Yes. Awesome. Preferably oh. in the head. <laughs> okay. Can you specify that? Bruler is just lecturing you, Patty. At this point, he thinks that nothing is wrong. He's just talking about <laughs> how you have no ideals. Everything that you stand for is just fake. Uh, and he's just prattling on and on and on to you. It's, it's time to start smashing. Yeah. I don't understand what's so off-putting about his charming discourse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Patty. Go, Patty! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, so I rolled an eight. Yeah. Uh, Ruler calls that a fashion faux pas in the middle of your strike. Yeah. She's still used to wearing this bomber jacket. No one would wear that. <laughs> Patty has rolled a natural one. Uh, Things are not the worst great time. for Patty. Patty, we'll take care of you in the next time loop, we promise. You might not make it out of this one. <laughs> As she comes up behind Ruler with her machete. He dodges right at the last oh. second. The thickness of the, the bulky bomber's jacket makes your attack not as easy as you're used to with your machete. Uh, and it gives him just the second he needs to jump out of the way. And as upset as he was with you before. <laughs> <laughs> Things have he, not improved. Actually, he, he says, this is the patty I remember. <laughs> Got a little fight left oh. in you. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate oh, okay. that. okay. He likes some spicy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On Bruler's turn, he removes the remote control from his pocket, and he, he holds it up at you tauntingly. Ah! And he says, Patty, don't forget who's in control here. All I need is one second. I can blow you to smithereens right here. I'm very intimidated right now. <laughs> Normally, I would say I wanted to cut his hand off with my machete, but that didn't work so well last time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just accept my imminent death? Is that an option? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, Patty would never. So we're going to try something different, I guess. (laughs) This is my moment of (laughs) panic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hit him with everything I have. You can attack with all three of your weapons if you're not moving. Um, But you take a minus two penalty on each roll if you want to do that. Let's see if that works any better. (laughs) Yeah. God, you're going for it? I'm going for it. I am not backing down. Wait, what's the third weapon? Is that a coin? The tail, right? My tail blade. The tail blade. Oh, yes. Yes. Waiting. My tail blade. Kick his ass, Patty. Okay, so. I am, in fact, going to attack with all of my weapons, beginning with my machete. This feels like an important character building moment where somebody is their finger, you know, inches away from the detonator and Patty's just like, I tag with everything. Yeah. Give it all I got. I love it. That's my tail blade attack sound. (laughs) (laughs) On the machete, I have rolled a 24 with five damage. On my tail blade, 13 with three damage. And hmm. with my tankard, <laughs> yeah. my last ditch effort, I'm going to swing my beer tankard at him. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Nice. Unsuccessfully. Oh, no. Patty, Unsuccess- no. 
successfully <laughs> swing my beer tankard. You go to spill the never spill tankard, and then you flip yourself upside down. <laughs> I can't believe you'd rolled two ones in this session yeah, already. God, it's incredible. I don't want to yeah. talk about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why we never split the party, you guys. You catch Ruler off guard with your tenacity, and you nail him with the machete. Yeah. You come at him for a second hit with your tail blade, but he lively falls backwards. Your tankard misses as well. He looks at you shocked and he says, Patty, why are you doing this? We're we're friends. (laughs) Bitch, you're going to blow me up. (laughs) We're we're friends? We're not friends anymore. What the fuck, Patty? What the fuck, Patty? I was just going to make you kill yourself. I can't believe you attacked me. You're always like this. There's there's nothing more important in the world than friendship. (laughs) This guy is crazy. Friendship, love, we have to protect the planet. We have to work together. It's in our nature, Patty. Have you ever thought about rainbows? (laughs) have i damaged his brain is that what happened (laughs) patty as you kind of stare at him in shock you see from around a corner from the alley between one of the shops the gerby kind of steps out (gasps) and and looks around at you when it sees that its aura of friendship has kind of taken a hold over it scampers up the rest of the way it looks up at you with its big black eyes and it speaks in a language that you've never heard before but somehow you still implicitly understand Aww. it says patty hurts don't listen to what this man said to you i know that what you stand for is right and Ooh. just and i look at what you did for me setting me free <laughs> and i know that the world is a better place with you in it <laughs> now i can only hold him for so long he's fighting against my aura but I am able to erase five minutes of his memory. So whatever you can do, do now. Oh my god! <laughs> Patty Hurts is a Disney princess, but a really grim, dark one. I'm so excited yeah, to like be what? rescued by a Jerby. This is the best day of my life. Oh, this is absolutely amazing. So, Patty, oh, you have man. an undetermined amount of time before Bruler fights back against this aura successfully. Interesting. Oh, man. Honestly, as much as I would love to just hack him into a million pieces with my machete, mm-hmm. I need to get this damn vest off of me. I feel like that is priority number one right now. You should grab the detonator. Yes, grab the detonator. And I want to, like, can I s- search his person for some sort of key or mm. way to get the vest off of me? Absolutely. Make a perception check. This is so exciting. Yeah, another time trial in this time-infused campaign. <laughs> yeah. I worry that a jerby just has no place with its, you know, message of friendship in this campaign, ultimately. We'll get there, Paul. I have rolled a 19. Excellent, yeah. After a little bit of searching, Patty, you find the key in one of his pockets. Fuck yeah. As you start to uh, free yourself from it, I'm going to make... He is still under the effect of the jerby. Excellent. These jerbies are powerful. (laughs) I dig the jerbies. So I would like to remove the vest from my person immediately. Great. What would you like to do with the vest? I am going to put it on this fucker and lock it on him. 
because yes! I'm a spiteful <laughs> person. Incredible. <laughs> Great. You take your turn to pull the jacket around Bruler, hook it, relock it on the front latch. He is going to make another will save. This time he successfully shakes oh. off the aura of friendship. He looks around between you and the jerby and he's like, what's going on? Where'd the jacket go? Oh, Bruler. Don't you know that you never try to talk fashion with Patty Hertz? You know who's going to come out on top. This season, you're the one wearing the bomber jacket. (laughs) Great. He kind of takes a step back away from both of you, you and the jerby. (laughs) He's uh, like discombobulated, not sure what's going on. He doesn't have the memory of how (laughs) the switch happened to him. And he's very scared. You can see he's kind of looking for an escape route. (laughs) You're going to blow him up, right? You've got the detonator. I was really excited about putting this bomber jacket on him. I'm not really sure to what end I wanted to do that other than spite. (laughs) Do I blow him up? Yeah, blow him up. He gave me my hat. Like, we used to be friends. He's a bad guy. The power of friendship is affecting you, too. I know. (laughs) I don't want the jerby to think badly of me now. Clearly, having jerby friends is beneficial to my ass. So I'm not going to blow him up. I'm not going to blow him up. I don't know what I want him to do, but I'm not going to blow him up. Do you have anything to say to him? Because he is about to bolt. Mm. Now, Brewer, I see you're getting a little nervous here. You're welcome to make a run for it, but the minute you start, I'm going to blow your ass up. So keep that in mind. (laughs) He doesn't have to know that I don't want to blow him up in front of the jerby. You're shit in line. You're this close, Brewer. This close. This close. This house, and she holds her little tiny paws very close together. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to turn me into to your shadow and friends? Are you going to throw me in prison with a raid? <sighs> right? You know what, Brulart? I don't know what I'm going to do with you yet, but I think it's time that you're taught a lesson. You shouldn't judge people. You need to listen to them and understand the true meaning of what it means to be a man of the people. You're nothing like you used to be either. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is turning into Real Housewives right here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You've changed. <gasps> Patty, make a bluff roll. Oh. And Bruler's going to make sense motive to see if he really thinks that you are going to blow him up. Don't roll a one. I have rolled a 22. Oh. Great. Bruler has rolled a 10. Bruler thinks that you will absolutely (laughs) blow his ass up. (laughs) I would. I would if I were him. He steps back and is your prisoner, effectively. Excellent. Oh, man. Tables turned. Tables turned. I'm feeling really good about myself right now. (laughs) Thank you, Jerbies. Thank you. The three of you who are still in the black market... With Tommy Ember Eyes joining you, you are allowed to exit through the front doors of the guild. Is there anything that you wanted to do as you were leaving? 
Um, Astra wants to say, wow, so you two are both ifrits. You've probably got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> and she's going to fall back and try to motion for Zelf to fall back with her. <laughs> you guys lead the way. You're so big and burly, you'll be able to clear the wake. And Zelf and I will just kind of slip behind you. Yeah, Tommy, you want to show me like cool ways that you like to get around? Like, you like parkour? <laughs> Johnny's going to like immediately bombard him <laughs> with a whole bunch of questions. More questions that he could answer. <laughs> If he were even going to. <laughs> the moment Astra thinks that they have a moment alone, she's going to lean over to Zelf and say, Zelf, do you have any of that poison bellyache hot sauce that you had left? Listen, we can't let them kill Glorhan. So what are we going to do about this? Do you have any poison that we can feed Tommy? <laughs> this is great. That's a great question. No. <laughs> <laughs> well can't you like fashion some poison as we're walking i know you're a chef and maybe that's anathema to your whole deal is there like a hippocratic oath but for chefs have i asked you that already god this time thing's really getting to me please don't call me a hypocrite <laughs> i'm sorry i called you a hippogriff so it's entirely unrelated astra when you're a meal or battle chef, you have to learn a couple things about the food preferences of the different peoples of this world, and there really is no hot sauce too hot for efforts, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you have some poison ice? <laughs> oh, man. Ice cream gives us, like, we're just like, oh, no. <laughs> Lactose intolerant. Harsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Popsicles. Justin, yeah. I don't have a spell that's like a poison, but I have a craft alchemy and a profession chef skill. Can I use my skill to make something really upsetting? Not quickly, <laughs> but yes. Not quickly. Mm. God, okay. Not like making your other things. That's fair. It does okay. not make sense that we'd be able to craft poison while we're walking <laughs> through a market. That tracks. Right. Oh. Yeah. As you guys are about to kind of exit this little plaza area that's right outside of the headquarters of the guild, yeah. you hear this like crackling of energy and you smell ozone. Suddenly behind you through the double doors that are open into the Thieves Guild, you see Bobble Flask Forge fly out of the portal (laughs) (laughs) punch straight into one of the thugs he goes into another portal comes out right behind and thug hits him teleporting all around delivering all of these punches into the back of their heads you see also behind him Tudgrak the teen dwarf steps out of the portal a little bit behind and does not attack anybody uh, is just concerned uh, and out of his element this is a wild ride tonight, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. So the guy who is at the door, he is deceased. <laughs> he's not dead, but he's, he's knocked unconscious. <laughs> the second guy is still standing. The third guy is also thrown backwards into the wall and knocked unconscious. <sighs> you see Bavel turn around. Look through the double doors at you guys uh, standing <laughs> down the streetaways, and he says, "Well, I guess you broke into my journal." <laughs> <laughs> Baffle, I was just about to say that I broke into your journal. Boy, do I regret it! <laughs> <laughs> you should say that. 
<laughs> that was going to be the first thing I said to him, so I'm really glad he broached the topic. <laughs> Bavel, we got the meteor. Oh, I see you have the kid with you, huh? Well, we got his meteorite. What are we going to do about it, Bavel? In his hands, he's still holding a bottle of elven absinthe. And as he walks back towards the door, the one guy that's still standing, he just clocks him with it and knocks him onto the ground as well. Bavel's higher level than we are. Bobble's awesome. Bobble's the drunken master of yeah! this game. Yeah, what what is Tommy doing while Bobble is taking out these thugs? Is he just following the orders he was given, which is to escort us? He's just hanging out. He draws his katana and he kind of steps back. <laughs> his samurai sword? Okay. Yeah, he's waiting to see what is happening here. Tudgrak follows behind Bobble and goes, that's them. That's the people who robbed me. <laughs> Great. Astra will absolutely withdraw it from like one of the interior pockets of her jacket and be like, yeah, he's right. We stole it from him. (laughs) (laughs) Is this helpful? (laughs) Justin, I want to use a spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do, Paul? Okay, I've got a spell called Illusion of Calm. (laughs) (laughs) When I cast it, it creates an illusory double that takes the same space as me, and it makes me look like I'm standing still even when I'm not. Cool. And Zelf doesn't know if they're going to escape with Bavel or if they're going to have to fight Bavel for mm. possession of the meteorite. Feels like it could go either way. Uh, so he's just going to get that ready. It lasts for four minutes. Cool. Are you eating it now? I am eating it right now. <laughs> okay, And perfect. the recipe for that is a nice cucumber salad. <laughs> oh, that sounds very nice. That would be very calming, yeah. Zelf is going to hold up a hand and say, wait. Bavel, you've got to cut us in on this. <laughs> on what? <laughs> Time? You can't just take this rock and run. He got us involved. It was a random shot, but he still did. We read the journal. Bavel? <laughs> How exactly are you planning to help me stop the time loops? We already have by getting this meteorite for you. Although I, as I'm parsing the situation, it seems like you caught up with him and um probably we delayed this whole procedure a lot by getting caught huh (laughs) yeah you left him next to a burning building in the middle of a street (laughs) fight oh my god Tudruk, are you okay man i'm so sorry things were just moving so quickly this meteorite is super dangerous bro (laughs) (laughs) look at all the trouble it's caused you already bobble says yeah it's extremely dangerous the radiation poisoning alone can drive you crazy Oh. Not something you just want to handle. <laughs> right. The, the words drive you crazy, like echo in Zelf's mind as he looks at Bobble. Drive you crazy. Drive you crazy. <laughs> no, Zelf says, you've been doing the same thing for hundreds of time loops. You need a fresh perspective. You're trapped in your own thinking. You need the perspective of a chef, a guy who doesn't think at all, somebody who might be a charlatan, an anarchist radical. Somebody who embodies pure chaos to figure out the role of this chaos god, Meteorite. Yeah, and a legitimate publisher. (laughs) I don't know who the charlatan you were talking about was. (laughs) Bobble, through pure chance, you've gathered the party of pure chaos, and I don't want to just get forgotten in another time loop. Johnny will turn to Tommy, who still has his katana out, and be like, bro... Like, this stuff with time loops is super comp. Like, but this guy, even though, like, he looks pretty crazed, like, he's cool, man. Like, we don't need to fight him. Settle, bro. Settle. 
I want to draw upon the spirit of Patty in this situation, <laughs> as I feel like she wouldn't want our friends to fight. Aw. He says, I'm definitely open to suggestions, but I don't want to get you guys into any unnecessary danger. <laughs> Every time in the past that I've tried to do this, it's unclear what's happened to me. I don't know if oh. I ascend to a higher plane probably not or if i die immediately probably yeah <laughs> but <laughs> god damn it that's why you can't do this alone pavel <laughs> at the very least you need people who are able to cast this ritual and move their knowledge forward through the loops to see what happens to you and keep their own record yeah pavel i've got a really important question to ask you how the fuck do you remember? Well, that's a good one, Astra. He says, I, I don't remember. I, re- I don't remember anything between the loops. You just read the journal? I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> no, books are the best. Anyway. Hey, uh, Bobble, <laughs> they said that the Winter Guard are placing, like, bounties on some of those shadows and cadets. Right, Tommy? Like, you, there's, like, a huge bounty that Captain Iron Eye gave you on Pearl and Glorhan. Do you know why there's such huge bounties on them? Bavel thinks about it. He says, you know, the journal, it's as much a curse as it is a gift. It's knowledge that can be very dangerous in the wrong hands. And at some point, I think someone got their hands on the journal. And I don't know who, and I don't know how, but Glorhan and Pearl are two of only three people who have successfully cast the ritual that protects this journal. Oh. No. Oh. And I think that this happens to get rid of them early. Uh-oh. That's just my theory. Uh, Whoa. Well, boy, that seems really bad. <laughs> if you look through the journal closely, you'll start to see inconsistencies. Like, you can call me crazy and a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes I think it looks like my handwriting, but... It's just a little bit different. It's hard to say if it was me and I was just really drunk or if it was somebody <laughs> doing their best forgery of my handwriting, trying to lead me astray. Bavel flask forgery. That's why I don't write anymore. All I do is write the names of the people that, that I choose for my squad now. Patty. We need to find Patty. No. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, Patty's still <laughs> holding <laughs> Brewer hostage out in the market. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do that, Zelf? <laughs> Tommy, bro, do you know where Patty is? And, like, would you help us out? One stamp for yes, two stamps for no. <laughs> Tommy shakes his head yes. He points down one of the, the little alleyways. Like, he'll show you where. Is Tommy chill? Is he going to come with us? Or is he going <laughs> to... It's Tommy's vibe. Does he continue to lurk wherever he is right now? Tommy seems on edge, but not entirely antagonistic. Like, you know, he's not running or attacking. He seems to be just taking in the situation and rolling with it at the moment. I love that. Love that for us. Okay. Uh, I want Tudruck to come with us. You do? Yeah. No, no, no way, man. Get rid of that <laughs> well, guy. Well, Johnny's going to try to because he feels guilty for leaving him behind. So you guys can try and talk him out of it. No, he's going to be like, no. hey, Tudruck, bro. Like, I'm sorry we left you behind, man, but, like, you really <laughs> gotta, like, get filled. home, bro. Like, this is, like, a war zone. <laughs> like, you shouldn't even be selling, like, dangerous materials in dangerous markets. Like, there's this cool place I know, kind of close by. 
and they can probably help you out. There's a bunch of gnomes, but they're cool. Like, and it's called Church Bodacious. Uh, he's going to try and make a diplomacy <laughs> check to convince Tudruk to go to Church Bodacious okay. to seek help. Always hustling. Um, and I rolled a two for a total of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell as you're talking to him, Tudrak has no interest in what you're saying. He's like, Bobble Flask Forge, a hero from my hometown, is here now, and he's not going to let you guys just walk away with my meteorite. He's going to make sure that I sell it and that I get back to my hometown <laughs> and bring money back into Nantrum. And then once he does that, he's going to ship you off to Bitterhold Dungeon for robbing me. Yeah, we definitely know for a fact, having read the journal, that he kills this kid a bunch of times. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 or Tedrick. As you guys are following Tommy, Bavel kind of turns to you, Zelf, and is like, so who's this Patty that we're looking for? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, it might help find her, so Zelf will say, Oh, you know, a little white rat person, pink beret. You talk to her. I saw you talk to her physically. Does that ring any bell <laughs> for you? <laughs> Bubble shrugs it off, and he's like, You know, I, I picked the four of you to remember these sorts of things for me, so I don't have to. Any kind of motions that the three of you and Tommy. <laughs> we're, already, we're already collaborating. See, this is how it all works out. I've been replaced already. <laughs> Man, season two Incredible. Patty looks really different. <laughs> Eventually, Tommy takes you to Bruler's shop, which is where he knows that the Thieves' Guild was taking Patty. I mean, clearly they're not here. We know it in a meta way. Yeah. But like, is there yeah. any hints of where they have gone? Does Bruler have a map with a knife in it? Ah. You guys can make <laughs> yeah. perception checks to see what you can find. Uh, perceive. I got a 10. I got a 17. Justin, I rolled a 19. Oh, good God. My bonuses, I got a 29. Yeah, and you get your competitive bonus. It's my elf eyes. <laughs> Zelf, with Bavel here, you just feel this urge to do better than everybody else in your squad just to show him that you, know, you were the right person yeah. to, for him to pick. Yeah. Zelf knows there can only be one favorite. <laughs> As a group, you guys find all of like the weird newspaper cutouts that Ruler has kept about Patty that I talked about last time that it's kind of details scrapbook. the various things she's done. It's cute and disturbing. And her trial and things like that. Zelf, you find in a drawer tucked away information that Bruler had aggregated from his sources around the black market that has led him to target the potion shop. Notifications that people have seen like Prince Erling enter the potion shop at one point. People have seen like known shadow and people go in and out. Castian is one of the people who was at the Arrow Peak competition visibly. They've seen Castian there. So you know that the potion shop is his target. All right, well, Zelf will take that article and he'll stick that to the wall map with a knife and say, <laughs> the potion shop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is like a Sherlock-esque moment where we have not seen yeah. a deduction. <laughs> We've only seen you come to this conclusion and it's like, wow. <laughs> Zelf is so smart. He's like an investigator. Yeah, I'm blown away at his skills. 
What a mysterious person. Pavel says, I- I've got this one. And he opens up a dimensional door oh, in shit. the shop. Oh, my God. That connects what? to the, the street Dog. where Patty's at, the commercial district. Uh, and he motions oh the four of you through. But you see that when Tudrak starts to come through, Bobble pushes him back into the shop <laughs> and closes it behind <laughs> you and leaves him behind. Johnny waves at him like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> <laughs> at least he didn't kill him yeah that's true as you guys exit through the dimensional door into the street outside of the potion shop you see a nearby patty walking up with the remote control out leading ruler wearing the explosive jacket the fuck patty <laughs> guys it has been a day let me tell you patty what are you doing did you strap bombs to this guy that's really fucked up (laughs) whoa astro this reminds me of something i read in the astrological inquirer and that's that they said patty's a stone cold bitch (laughs) (laughs) i mean the fashion is on point though so i guess this really does seem like something patty would do but boy that's grim (laughs) (laughs) guys i haven't blown him up (laughs) but but are you planning to what's your end game here patty no comment (laughs) it's like she's like suddenly before the press also hey we found bobble great news (laughs) oh yeah bobble this is patty the fourth member of our squad (laughs) and also bobble this is tommy who is, <laughs> I guess, like, a Thieves Guild bodyguard member? But he's an Ifrit, so, like, you know. Seems chill. And yeah. Patty, this is Tommy. <laughs> he was supposed to escort us to capture Pearl and Glorhan. Um, and thank God we didn't have to poison him, you know what I mean? <laughs> nice to meet you, Tommy. What? He's still listening. Oh. <laughs> now he knows we're not going to poison him. That's called trust. No, you're right. That's probably normal for the Thieves Guild. Astra, now that we're all back together, I just want to say that I owe you an apology, and I don't like making those. Oh. This entire time, you've been the only member of this team that has had their eyes on the prize. <laughs> Without you grabbing that meteorite and bolting, we would have had nothing to show for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that, she's going to withdraw the meteor and... And we all go crazy. And we all go crazy immediately. <laughs> <We> just <don't. laughs> she's going to hand it to Bavel, and then she's also going to withdraw the journal and one of her writing implements and make a note in the journal that if things go really bad Bavel needs to refind us and that we are going to help him that's my equivalent of hitting the save spot while we're here (laughs) (laughs) you just drew a target on our heads for whatever erosion agent steals the journal later (laughs) i'm getting major like What's the the Lochnar from like heavy metal or something? The big green glowing orb that like melts people's faces. That's definitely <laughs> sorry. That's what a like, touchstone <laughs> that I know at yeah, least God. Paul Sick and I reference. understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bavel kind of motions to the potion shop and says, "Since we're here, should we rest up for the time being and and plan our next move?" Yeah, Bavel, what's your plan when you get the meteorite? What are you trying to do with this, and why hasn't it worked, and how can we make it work? To answer all those questions right now. <laughs> also, Tommy, like, what's your plan, bro? Like, are you sticking around, or are you going back? 
Yeah, you want to hang? <laughs> Tommy is silent, but he does not leave or seem upset in any way. He just seems like he's sticking around and doing oh, his job, which was to stick by you. It's so easy to handle. Yeah, Johnny does the thing where like he looks at him and like keeps his mouth open like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, and, like nods at him and then like goes back to what he was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where did the derby go? Did it disappear in like a glow of friendship? Or is it still hanging out? Yeah, I would say that when you guys head into the potion shop, the jerby will kind of part ways with the group and it will say to Patty, thank you, Patty Hertz, for the gift of freedom. I'm glad that I could return the favor. I hope that our paths will cross again one day. Oh, my heart is exploding. (laughs) Your heart is exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have another important question. What are we doing with Bruler? I was oh. just about to ask. I'm so glad. So. He's, he's just waiting to explode. He's sweating like a cartoon character for the last five hours. I like how none of us asked at all. Like, Patty, why is Bruler wearing a bomb jacket? Like, <laughs> how did that get there? Yeah, I don't know. It's Patty. I've been thinking about this. So, so Justin, is there some sort of abandoned building or like a shed handy that I could utilize? To blow him up in? She said she wasn't going to do it. Definitely, I think that a lot of the buildings in this in New Haven are kind of husks right now. I would say that if it wasn't for the erosion occupation, they would probably still be functional in some way. But if you're just trying to get him away from people, you can definitely do that. Excellent. So what we're going to do is we're going to find a nice off-the-beaten-path, out-of-the-way abandoned building. And we're going to go ahead and take our friend Bruler in there and we're going to take the detonator and we're going to take the key and we're going to put Bruler in one corner of the building and we're going to put the keys in the other corner of the building, but we're going to hide them. And then we're also going to hide the detonator and we're going to just kind of leave him there and let him try to figure it out on his own. And I'm really hoping that we can set it up in a way that, like, if he grabs the wrong thing, he could blow himself up. <laughs> like Saw? You've become Mr. I Saw. Can't. Yeah, you've become Mr. Saw <laughs> in the Saw film. <laughs> what? He's been a real dick, okay? Like... <laughs> Caitlin, make a craft traps check. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm actually pretty good at that. <laughs> Excellent. Let's see. Great. A 16. Cool. As everybody else is kind of (laughs) spending the evening healing and looking through the journal, Patty, you craft a jigsaw-style trash (laughs) room. Hold on, Would you like to play a game? (laughs) Do you have any parting words for Brewer? God. Let's talk. We're cackling madly. Oh my god! As as Patty stands in the doorway, backlit so that just our outline is visible, she'll say, "Comrade, how far you have fallen from our days of glory together! I just want you to know, Bruler, justice will always find those who are deserving." And then she's going to slam the door and leave him to his fate. (laughs) Incredible. Holy shit. 
old Patty's back. <laughs> and oh she looks God. so good doing it. Her beret <laughs> is immaculate. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. Before you end this episode, I wanted to extend an invitation to our new official Discord channel. You can find the link on our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash bcbparty. You don't have to sign up for Twitter. Just go there and click on the link and you'll get access to the official Discord. In the not-too-distant future, when we launch a Patreon, this link will only be extended to Patreon subscribers, but we wanted to offer it as a thank you to you, the early adopters of listening to our show show your support of like telling people about the show and making your friends listen to it and posting reviews on podcast apps really means so much to us and so we wanted we wanted you to be able to to get in here even if you don't subscribe to the patreon so this is this is your chance to get in for free so don't wait even if you don't know if you're gonna want to hang out you know you can sign up and then just mute us if you decide you don't want to be part of it anymore. Um, like I said, the link is up on BCB Party. At, that's our Twitter account. You can find it there. Burn Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lugemeyer as Zelf the Elf, me, Jenna Stever as Astrid Lepp, and Justin Green as DM and World Builder. Executive produced by me, Jenna Stever, and this episode edited by Justin and Jenna. Ella Flute solo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.